Kia ora, my name is Jade Benioni and I am a coach and a guide for conscious women in business. I've been referred to before as a hippie in a boardroom and a gangster in business. And my mission is to walk beside these women as they reclaim and wield their unique power, their mana, and use it to further their own mission, their own business. In these episodes, we will normalize the conversations that are sometimes difficult to have, but are very necessary in order to create change. And we'll do that by listening to other people's stories and sharing strategies that help us to own and accept all parts of who we are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Mana of One. And in this episode, we're going to dive straight into it. And right now in this moment, what we're diving into, I don't know. What I've done before pressing record on this episode is taking a few breaths and connecting to my body. And instead of knowing and having to know and map out what it is that I'm going to speak about with you, I'm going to take great pleasure and put great trust into being able to know what I've spoken about once I have recorded the episode. And I'm telling you this up front because it is what we are going to be journeying with in this episode, but it's more than what I say, it's what you feel when I'm saying it. I want you to know that I don't know what I'm going to speak about. And then wherever we land at the end of it was because of trust and was because of an intention to allow what needs to unfold to unfold. And each step of the way that I'm speaking, I'm regrounding into my body, I'm reconnecting back into that intention, I'm reconnecting and finding that trust in my body, and then I'm talking. This week, I have been present on social media because I made some commitments, Um, and I spoke about this in the last episode where I jam-packed my plate right up to the brim, And realized that I wasn't able to take care of, you know, me. And take care of what was, you know, important at my core. And one of these was a commitment to show up for 30 days on social media live with value around conscious and connected selling. But it was anything from, it was, it was very far from conscious and connected what I was talking about and how I was talking about it. I could feel it. And one of the things that was, I was entrapped in was going onto social media, having a predetermined heading for the day and having to speak life into that container. When I didn't, it was like I just picked something out of a hat and then had an, created this obligation to this heading that I had to speak to. And that bored the shit out of me. It came across in my being. It came across in my energy. It came across in how I spoke. 
I wasn't in it. I wasn't connected to it. And so what I did was I took off firstly the obligation to have to talk purely about the container of selling because to me in my work, yes, my genius, one of my geniuses is around helping people to sell. And what that really means is to have difficult conversations. And yes, I understand that. But I know that the work I am doing is much, much more than selling. It's just a piece of the puzzle. So first things first, I'm going to take that obligation, that, that self-appointed obligation to have to fit in that container. And I took the words selling off of my 30-day commitment and just made it conscious and connected conversations, you know. So all the, oh, just automatically, and I can feel this in my body as I'm speaking about it. It was just like, oh, yes. So if the conversation flows, you know, specifically about navigating a conversation that is to do with exchange of money, great, we can go there. But if a conversation is around um, an exchange of energy within the body between my little old human self and my, my higher self, great, then I can talk about that and share that. It's a weaving. So just taking off some of these, you know, taking off some of these um, these shackles that, that I put on myself. That was the first one. And then the second one was like, you know what, actually for the 30 days, I don't want to have to put headings up there in advance because the truth is, is that I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And it's kind of like when... I am dancing in my in my own space with you know I'm not sharing it on a video or on social media or on live or anything like that. Um, I'm dancing in my own space. The music's going. I'm I'm jamming. I'm jamming. I'm jamming. I'm, I'm having the time of my life. And then there's a split second where I'm like, oh, maybe I should share this with the world. And then I go and get the camera, the tripod. I set it up. And by the time I get to press go, like go live or record. It's like the essence is gone. The, the spark, the flame that was there when I was just doing it on my own is gone. And I lose the moment, I lose the presence. And that, that's one of the gifts and, um, I don't know, yeah, gifts, the kind of conundrums of, of a 2-4 projector. So that's, that's my human design type and, um, yeah, my type. And my profile, my unconscious and um, conscious profile. And if you don't know what any of that means, that's cool. Um, and hit me up if you if you want to know what it means. If you're drawn to knowing what it means. But it's one of our conundrums is that we're great, and we bring so much zest and life to what we do behind closed doors. And the moment that we see people looking in, it's like. We go in our shower, we're like, what the hell? It's like a hermit. Actually, I think that's the name for the two. Profile two. So, yeah, for me to take off the obligation to have to put up a heading in advance, it allowed me to roam freely within a container that I had set with an intention to bring value because that was my original intention. Show up 30 days, talk consciously and connected to 
to like get across the like the importance of you know being consciously connected to what we're doing you know through connecting to it in our being that was the intention of my 30-day journey online and yet here I am bringing in um, obligations and layering them on it loses the essence it's kind of just like exactly I want to set out to dance and then as soon as I go and get like the tripod the phone you know fix my hair a little bit check out what I'm wearing you know make sure it's like camera appropriate whatever the you know whatever as soon as all those things get done all those obligations to show up have to get added on by choice it loses the essence and so taking off those titles um taking off those headings taking off those you know those words these labels helps me and can help us to just move within our greater intention of what we're here to do and and allow and allow the rest of the mystery to unfold just to allow the rest of the pieces without having to know. I'm wanting to speak to you. My intention for this piece was along the lines of bringing some insight into this mystery, into the dark, into places we don't journey, like we don't go because we can't see. That was part of my intention and what flows into this container that we have in this episode. Whatever flows out is what flows out. And I trust that I trust that what is meant to land here for you, for me, it will land. The medicine will land. I decided as as well as my Facebook videos that this is how I was going to roll on my podcast as well. You know, there's the human, the little human as Sabrina Lynn um, who holds the space for rewilding for women. She's a wonderful woman. Um, I listen to a lot of her, um, a lot of her material and a lot of her medicine. Um... And I highly recommend that you check her out. Rewilding for Women is the podcast. And Sabrina Lynn is her name. And right now she's stepping into her name. Right now she's stepping into a deeper truth and a deeper container. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes from that. But I just want to shout out to that woman, that wild woman, um, for a moment, for a quick moment. And reference her as I reference my little human, my little, my little self. The little self of me that gets on these podcasts, gets on these lives, goes to write something and, you know, has to feel okay with headings, has to feel okay with meanings, has to feel okay with the structures already set out. 
that feels safety in the structures that are already set out and in the labels and in the meanings. And then there's this higher self, my higher self, my deeper self. My higher self that is born of my depth. Just let that land and we're going to expand on that throughout this episode. My higher self that is born and created from my depths. That self is asking me to strip back the wallpaper. That self is asking me to strip back the layers, the meanings, the labels that I'm putting on everything, the obligations I'm putting on myself and asking me and calling me to trust. It's calling me to trust in it and where I came from. That's the call. That is the call that we are hearing when we bring self-acceptance. When we bring honesty, when we own our triggers, when we own our projections, when we analyze our behavior, when we have our boundaries, when we can respect another's boundaries, when we start playing on this level, we are honoring a deeper, deeper calling. Next, I want to talk to you and weave in. This is what I just felt came through. I want to talk to you about death. Yeah. Now, I trust you don't go anywhere. And I was just listening to an epic human being named Bruce Lyon has some material on YouTube, um, radical, awesome, and I was also talking to my, um, my people, you know, I was talking to Dave, he's my peoples, David A. Charles, and I'm, and, and, and I'm also going to share some of the, the inner journeys that I've been going through with, with death, and, as Brian, oh, Brian, as Bruce Lyon was mentioning, you know, this discussion about death is not too welcome at the dinner party. I was like, ain't, ain't that correct? You know, and I'm not saying that from literally, like, from dinner parties, because I haven't been to one in a while due to COVID, whatever. But I'm talking about the internal dinner party, you know, where we sit down with self, we reflect, contemplate conversations that we have through our thoughts and in ourself that discussion that difficult discussion around death and how we feel about it and grief that's not that I know from my being that's not a very welcome discussion it's a discussion that I will push away it's a discussion that I will I will Dr. Google. It's a discussion that I will ask my guides for guidance on from a place of fear. Anything to have to, to go into it. Yeah, it is. 
a very um, taboo subject, and 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 because because we don't welcome it, we don't know how to do it. We don't know how to do death. And I'm no damn expert on this, okay? But I want to at least normalize this discussion for myself and in the process speak it here on manner of one for maybe another person to ignite a flame or a a spark within them to start normalizing the conversation within themselves and start welcoming this discussion to the dinner table a little bit more because I know after having conversations with my people um, after listening to the wisdom for example, of Bruce Lyon, um, that this discussion has started to normalize. It's similar to the discussions around sexual um, energy and, and sexuality for me. Like, five years ago, forget it. Like, you know, I was so, like, I didn't even, sex was, like, dirty to me or, like, um naughty and things like this and it's because we didn't have any literature like what I'm talking like education around sex when I was growing up and if anything you know I grew up where um you know my grandmother would be like change the channel if there was like a kissing scene or a sex scene on the television and I was like as a as a little person and you see that it's like oh that that stuff's not allowed like it's not okay and this is part of like where our our stuff starts to form you know and there's no judgment on it it's just what it's you know how it panned out um from my experiment but when we're adults this is where we need to like ask is that do we want to hold on to that stuff or do we need to let it die and this brings me back around to that discussion on death is that we don't know how to do death handle it process it we haven't been educated on it our education is when we're in it and we do everything to not try and feel it physical or psychological or spiritual and so because we don't know we do our best and our best is you know our best is like my grandmother changing that channel. Our best is like that awkward as fuck conversation that my dad tried to have about sex with me. <laughs> and I was like, bro, what are you doing? I'm like 11. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. And, and the awkward one my mum tried to have with me. And the awkward ones I tried to have with her when I was very drunk. And I would only have them when I was drunk. Because I didn't know how to talk about it. That wasn't in the literature of my family. And so death like sexuality. This literal literature. This language. This ling- the linguistics around death and sexuality. Are something that I'm becoming very very curious about sexuality more like I'm more advanced in my discussions and explorations with sexuality than I am death at this stage um physical death psychological death um 
oh, see, there goes the mind again. Who even fucking cares about who's winning the race? Do you know what I mean? Did you see that? Did you feel that? If not, rewind it and just notice how I tried to play off sexuality and death against each other. Like, um, you know, my little human wants to be like, oh, well, you know, sexuality uh, awareness and understanding is at like, you know, 60% and, you know, death is at like 30%. The mind needs these labels and these structures and these parameters to be able to wrap itself around it. Whereas where I'm speaking to you right now, it's all the same. It's who cares. It's stop missing the point. And my point was, was that these discussions, these discussions are useful to learn. They're difficult to have at our own internal dinner party, but they're useful. They're useful for our own peace. They're useful for our own development and growth. They help us grow when we can normalize these discussions. So, in terms of what I wanted to share um, from a conversation that I was having with Dave, my people, all of my fuel, all of my life, all of my inspiration comes from my inner circle. And my inner circle include the people who hold space for me and the people who I hold containers and space for. And all of these people, these other humans and their own experiment of life and their own exploration of life have their genius, have their expertise, have what they're here to do, have, they have them. And together we impact and complement and, and guide each other. Yes, even my clients, you know, that, you know, like even my clients, that word, that word is an interesting label that I have so much curiosity around. But even the people who exchange money, you know, for my energy, right? Even they guide me. And I just wanted to add that in there. Felt cool to add that in there. However, I want to get onto a discussion that I was having with Dave. <clears throat> and it all started by me commenting on a post that said, tag your coaches, mentors, you know, your people. It didn't say your people, but that's how... You know, I don't envision that I have a coach or a mentor because where I'm speaking to you from right now, from the dark, from this connection within myself, that's my mentor. I had a um, conversation about a, um, a wahine, a woman stepping into my container and 
at the end I always ask, you know, what do you need to make this happen? And she said direction. And to be held accountable. But not direction as in telling me what to do or turn left and turn right. Direction as in wisdom, as in conversation that's connected. And I was like, oh, child, you know. Whew. Get in my belly. And this is what I mean. This, this is how we, we are all designed to work, is to follow the inner mentor from a deeper, darker, expansive place. We all have access to that. But a lot of the world, and myself included, I'm in this industry, you know, run with the narrative that the best guidance comes from those that are more experienced. Other humans. To me, mm, that's interesting. And I invite you to become curious about that. So, journeying on with Dave, I commented on this post that asked to celebrate the people who guide you. And I tagged two people, but I want to speak to the one with Dave. In my comment, because if anyone who knows me has read my stuff, I'm very colourful. I dabble deep in the dark. I dabble deep in general. <laughs> and just saying that, I'll, I'll just share a funny story before I go on. And you're probably like, just share the bloody story with Dave. But we shall have patience. I want to share this because it dropped in and it's useful. And if it drops in, it's meant to be shared. But yesterday was a high school, no, not a high school, like a primary school friend. And we grew up like we we went through primary school, high school together. And we were born in the same month. And we both had long, luscious, thick hair. Hers was like, ashy blonde mine was brown um and it was her birthday yesterday and I haven't seen her in like 10 years whatever but I still call her by her nickname that I used to call her in primary school which is Fluff and um her real name was Hayley um and those of you who know her will know who I'm talking about um and it was her birthday yesterday and I wrote her a happy birthday message like hey Fluff happy birthday hope you have a good one lots of love you know standard and then I had moved on from that container and I went to um, copy and paste in a quote um, that was shared by a sister who was writing a tribute to her her partner who had passed on Um, and it was so beautiful and it was this long tribute and a part of the tribute which was just a line that I'm going to share here that just pierced through my bones was I want to know if you can be if you can disappoint another to be true to yourself if you can bear the accusation or betrayal and not betray your own soul and that was by Golubka Demsevka and that's my friend that's my friend who who lives a couple of suburbs over And I was just so in love with that quote. And anyway, I copied and pasted it. 
and I had posted it out into Facebook and the next thing I know Haley's commenting on um, her birthday post and I can see Haley replied to blah and then the next thing she's commenting on the quote and I'm like and she said I can and I'm like you know what girl I haven't seen you for 10 years but thank you for playing anyway I clicked on the post and I had posted it to her wall (laughs) I had posted that quote to her wall on her birthday asking if she can bear the betrayal (laughs) to not betray herself and it was hilarious when I saw it and she answered I can and I said to her holy shit fluff I didn't mean to post this on your wall (laughs) Um, and we had a great laugh and the next thing you know all these other girls from school you know came out of the woodworks they came out of the out of the cave they had obviously seen the post and 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 then they they told us what you know they commented what they thought they all started laughing like yeah shit we thought that was a bit deep for a birthday post and they were cracking up you know like classic like really it was a great conversation and I said to Haley, I said to Fluff sounds weird when I call her Haley. I said to Fluff you know I mean I I dabbled deep Right, I do dabble deep, there's no denying that, but <laughs> that was just a bit deep for a birthday post, and we just cracked up, we cracked up, and you could feel it through the messages, and it was just a beautiful way for, you know, a group of the girls from school um, to come and have a laugh, and it felt like we were in a circle, you know, it felt like we were in a circle, and anyway, um, I always risk losing my original thread when I go off on tangents like that, but this is the mystery. We've got to be okay with that. So, I just wanted to, that just, it was like share me. It was like a whisper. So I trust that it serves for, for, for whoever's listening. And back to, finally, the share with Dave. When I commented on the post and and tagged him inside of it, um, I openly said, I tagged him in it and I said, you know, I appreciate you, you're not my coach, you're not my mentor, because that is not news to both of us. Um, you don't tell me what to do, in a sense. But you are like, you are the whole fellowship to my Frodo. You are... You know, you are my Gandalf, you are my Pippin, you are my Aragorn. And if you don't know Lord of the Rings, man, I mean, woman, um, make some time for that, you know, if you feel called. But if you don't know Lord of the Rings, then you won't know those characters, and that's okay. Um... <clears throat> But that was my comment. I dabble deep. That's how deep I dabble. You know what I mean? But not for birthday wishes. You know, I'm kind of like, whatever. Like that, that should deep what I left for fluff. But there are no mistakes. And as I wrote this, this piece for Dave, he commented and, you know, we did the old, oh, you know, like epic, epic, emoji, emoji. And he messaged and he said, 
no, I have really been thinking of like feeling to reconnect to the, the movies again. To watch the movies. And that was like a couple of weeks ago. And then this unfolding happened. Today, I receive a, I don't know. Today I listened to a voice message that I received a couple of days ago because that's how I work. I feel called, when I feel called to listen to something, I'll listen to it. And same with the people in my container. And so I listened to this message from Dave who said, well, I went ahead and watched the recordings or watched the movies, The Lord of the Rings again. And piece by piece he went through and gave this beautiful rendition and commentary on the scene where Gandalf, where they go into the depths of, I think it's in Moria, when they go into the um, dwarf caves, they choose that path, they choose to go into that path, and the, the I forget the name of it, Dave mentioned it, but the the shadow, the demon comes out of the shadows, out of the dark. And Gandalf stands, and he's explaining this so eloquently, Gandalf stands on the bridge and slams down his staff and yells the words, you shall not pass. And then what happens after that? Gandalf the Grey is then pulled down into the depths, into the shadows, with the demon falling through fire and water. And, you know, what looks like death, what feels like death to the viewers. And if you have watched it, then you know that Death, that death leads to a rebirth of something, of a version of Gandalf who is much, much more powerful, Gandalf the White. And now, as a result of that deep appreciation comment that I left for Dave weeks ago, weeks ago, turned into a share that I received and one that I am now bringing my own flavour to and sharing with you on a podcast. That is an example of the weaving of the mystery. Is it as fast as... Is it as fast as buying something off a shelf or buying something online and getting that instant gratification? No, no it's not, it requires patience, it requires trust, it it requires an unfolding, this way of living. But what is shelf life? What is the duration of shelf life when you can just get something that easily? Does the satisfaction last? Of course not, that's why we go on to get the next thing. And so, as I share this with you, it's my, I encourage, 
I encourage, this is, this is a piece to encourage and inspire those of you who know that there's something more, that there's something deeper, you know, than our current gifts, than our current wisdoms, than our current, you know, there's, some, there's a deeper piece that we can also weave into our lives to learn how to work with the unfolding of, of that which we don't know. And put full trust into that everything is unfolding beautifully and as it is meant to. Even Gandalf falling into, into the flames, being pulled down into, into the darkness. That is a metaphor that has been woven throughout time. And will we learn... Will we learn to learn these, these stories? Will we learn to learn these languages about, about death, about sexuality? Will we, will we dare to learn them in this lifetime? Will we? Will we learn to dabble deeper, dabble darker? Will we? I was talking to a friend the other day who um, is inside of my containers and is here to learn about these concepts. And she said something without a whole lot of knowing, which is the best kind of knowing. She hasn't studied this stuff for years like me. And she said to me, well, you, 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 you don't have, there is no light without the dark. How can it be? And I said, how can it be? So will we learn that language? Will we learn to explore a language that we cannot see? Will we learn to explore a language that does not guarantee the topic? It does not pre-frame the label. Will we? The deeper we can go into our depths, our dark, the deeper we can journey there, the better we know how to speak languages like death and sexuality, the better we know how to, how to process and work with these concepts. We, so we know how to process our sexual energy, our our grief, our grief when it comes to dying, we, we can let go. You know, in the coaching world, there is a saying that I believe we don't, even coaches don't quite understand fully to its depths. It's very much a surface understanding. And that is, there's, no, there's nothing to fix, only shit to let go of. And yet, here we are out here trying to fix everything, trying to fix how to get through COVID, trying to fix how to get through relationships, how to fix trying to get in, you know, fix business. How about we take those words quite literally, take them right down into the depths of our black hole, into the, into the place where there's no guarantee. How about we take them there? 
How about we take them there? Take that liter- that literacy literally into our belly, into the dark, and try it on there. And when we take it there, it means exactly what it says. There is nothing we need to fix. Only shit we need to let go of. Letting go of the attachment to, as Brian, as um, Bruce, I'm really enjoying calling him Brian. I don't, I don't know why. As Bruce Lyons says, you know, there's this attachment to immortality, this this illusion that we think we're here forever. You know, and it's that attachment to the future to protect and preserve our future to be here forever that, you know, we forego eternity. This deeper place. Mm. So detach. Learn languages that are deep. That's That are supportive. Let go. And surround yourself and surround yourself with people that are having these discussions and have these discussions yourself when you're connected to this place it doesn't matter how long you studied it whether it's two weeks or 20 years it does not matter that only matters those labels only matter to our little human selves So, I just love how deep and dark and, and, and everything we went in this episode, it feels so right, it feels so real for my energy and I trust that it has served you today. So, I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. If you have any questions or you want to dig a little bit deeper into what we're discussing here and how it might apply to you, send me a message on Instagram. There's a link above in the notes. Just click it and it will take you to my page. While you're there, be sure to check out my bio, which has got lots of free resources that relate to what we're teaching here in this podcast. So do that. Otherwise, we'll catch you on the next episode.